first. I'm one of your hosts. I'm CT. And this week, we have our very first, like, guest that's actually in person replacing Solo. And if you would like to introduce yourself. Hi. How's it going? As you can hear, this is a male voice. Which is unusual for this podcast, I think. You're right? our second male guest. Interesting. But he Skyped in, so you're right. the first one that's like in in the realm. Yes, I have apparated to LA from DC. Like, uh, I'm very happy to be here. My name's Suara. I am one of the hosts of Beltway Banthas, the Star Wars and Politics podcast. Which is a great podcast, by the Aww, way. Aw, so, thank you. No, I, I love it. It's such an original, like concept and it really brings something I, new to the table i mean you really discussion. have to thank you really have to thank my co-host Stephen ken it was his idea from the start like a couple of years ago and i came on like a year later and we've had like a lot of great adventures through this podcast like combining uh the yeah combining politics and star wars not controversial at all not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, you really, uh, you're taking a risk there. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is it's a bipartisan podcast. Like, I'm the mm. liberal one. Steven's the more conservative one. Uh, you know, like, moderate, conservative, free market guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we have some, like, really interesting conversations. And, you know, there's a lot there. You know, I love the Senate. Like, uh, Palpatine, or Sheev is my boy. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, I aspire to be like Sheev. Yeah. Like, it inspires both me and Steven in so many ways. And, yeah, it's great. And that's actually like, like you're one of my favorite Star Wars people to talk to. Oh, well, it's you're true. making me gush so much. Like, oh my god! But because you, like you were saying, like you and your uh, like co-host for your podcast, yeah. like you may stand on a little bit of different uh, yes. sides. <laughs> but like that, co- that uh, leads to conversation, right? And interesting, and right. like even me and you, we we stand on some different sides of like some Star Wars opinions. Wait, are you telling me we can have different opinions about Star Wars and not hate each other? I, I think that's where I'm, I'm going towards. I, this is shocking. <laughs> like, I, I never knew people could have different opinions about fiction and, like, still get along. This You've is honestly, just, like, yeah. like, ma- like <laughs> rebirthed my faith in this fan. Oh. <laughs> no, but it's true, though. Because... Why are you making me gush so much? Oh, my God. I'm, like, literally, like, holding my little Poe pork, and I'm, like, ugh. Oh, yeah, meanwhile, like... We're sitting here. I have, like, my Kylo plush, and then... And I've got, like, the Poe pork. You can only like one. You're only allowed to like one. You have to choose between <laughs> Poe and Kylo for some reason. <laughs> I just... Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, because the Phantom... The Phantom. <laughs> the Phantom of the Opera is there. I'm sorry. I just had to. Well, like, you're, you're also my Phantom fan, so maybe that's why Aww. I slipped into that. Honestly, like, I... I, I was obsessed with it and Andrew Lloyd Webber as a kid. My love for it admittedly kind of waned, but then, like, then I met you online and others, and I was like, you know what? This shit was really cool. Like, <laughs> I, so it was like, yeah. I love Phantom to its core, and honestly, like, going to see... I went to go see Love Never Dies, which is the... <laughs> the best... The best sequel to anything ever. Of course. It's... it's you other, than the, other than The Last Jedi. Other than The Last Jedi, of course. It's second to The Last Jedi. <laughs> and it just kind of, like, rebirthed my love of Phantom, and... I'm also a person who just loves laughing at stuff, like <laughs> laughing at things that I love, which is part of the Same. reason why I, I really enjoy the Raylo fandom as much as I do. The Raylo fandom is amazing. You like, like, I, like I'm a non, well, yeah. I, I think if anything, I would be platonic Raylo, yeah. you know, like I would love for them to get along as friends. I just don't ship it romantically. I'm actually a Finn Ray shipper myself, uh, but this is like Katang versus Zutara all over, all over again. again. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, seriously. The Raylos have so much fun. The Raylos, like, have amazing art. They have amazing conversations. Like, my favorite podcasts are Raylo podcasts. Like, yours, Scavenger's Horde, uh, Skytogger's podcast. Uh, y'all need to check these out. Like, they, you, you all have, like, amazing insights into the story and the deep psychological, uh, like, workings of these characters. And it's something that, like, anyone can learn from. And... With all of the comments that Ryan Johnson and even JJ to some extent have talked about, like, Ray and Kylo and the connection and the fact that, like, 
you have such a brilliant protagonist and a brilliant antagonist, or as Ryan would say, two halves of the protagonist, like it makes for a better, more compelling story. And again, you don't have to want Kylo to be redeemed. You don't have to want to ship it romantically. You can still just appreciate these insights from a different point of view, a different perspective, mm-hmm. and let that inform your own opinion on these things. And guess what? Maybe even allow your opinion to potentially be changed. Like, uh, sorry, I'm going to rant here, but after Force Awakens, I thought our podcast I... was called. After Force Awakens, I thought I had Kylo, like, you know, fully pegged, like, as the villain, like, oh, and Ray's the amazing feminist hero who's gonna, like, defeat him, like, once and for all, but what Last Jedi did, and why I love it so much, it definitely defied, like, my expectations on, you know, who Kylo was and what we should expect from him, and this is the first time I think I'm saying this on any podcast, is that that moment when he... And this is a headcanon of mine that he and Rey killed Snoke because Rey gave him access to the lightsaber through their uh, Force Bond. It refused him in Force Awakens, but accepted him in uh, The Last Jedi because of his connection through Rey. So I say it was both of them who killed him. And I I love this. You told me about this earlier, and I'm like, I love that. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's just like, I I just like saw that. And like, again, through the connection between these awesome characters. And like that, like, you know, when uh, Kylo and Rey did that, I applauded in the theater. I was like fuck yeah <laughs> Kylo you do this like even though like I hate you after you killed Han and like I, I I'm buying into this and it's like when you let yourself go with the flow of the story you can let it you can let your mind change on things mm-hmm. it's not hard and I understand why some people still like really dislike Kylo or like other characters here and there it's just like I don't know I I, I really do feel like if we can open our minds to things, if we can talk to people with different opinions, yeah. different perspectives than us, then, like, maybe our minds... Can, our minds getting changed about things is not a bad thing. No, and that's actually, like, one of my favorite things about... Because, for me, one of the greatest uh, qualities a person can have is the ability to genuinely change your mind about something. I agree. And that's something that I've had to even adapt for myself, because I... I used to think of myself as a pretty stubborn person until I joined the internet. And then oh, I was like, God. oh, God, oh, I'm God. one of the, the... I can be convinced of anything. And, like... Honestly, I, same. Yeah. Same. yeah. If you have a good argument, I'll be like, all right. I'm like, yeah. or even if I don't necessarily agree with you, I'm like, you have your right to feel that way. And I don't feel that way, but... We can go on with our lives. And, and yeah, you don't have to take it personally. Oh, yeah. You don't have to take it, like... Especially with, like, with fiction. So, it's not... We all come into it with our own life, with our own backstory, with our own reasons why we attach to different things. And so when someone likes or dislikes a character, they're coming from it from a totally different aspect from you. And I want to be open to, like, having these discussions with people, but with fandom, it's just gotten... It's it's zero to 100. Yeah. It's... it's, It gets really violent. I really think... This is, it may sound a little controversial, but, like, from before, there was always, like, a very set standard for, like, what you could and couldn't believe, like, in Star Wars and even other fandoms. Mm-hmm. And it's led to a sort of competition of whose take is the wokest or whose take is the rightest. And, guys, it's a space movie. It's It's about space wizards in a galaxy far, far away. It's, like... Again, just like, and you know, I feel as though in person it's not as bad. If you talk to someone in person, like, you can understand, like, different nuances and different, like, uh, intonations of tone, etc. And even, I've heard, like, people I think on the internet sound completely different, like, on panels in person sound, like, different, even more modern in their opinion. So I think that the anonymity of being online goes into that a lot. But that has also led to this competition online, again, again, about whose take is the wokest or the most correct. And, y'all, I'm liberal. At, mm-hmm. I, can, I can curse. So, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Y'all, y'all, I'm liberal. Fuck yeah, you yes, can. Okay, I'm liberal as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like, basically a democratic socialist. And they go out campaigning for, like, Democrats all the time mm-hmm. or, like, you know, on rallies, etc. And it's like, I while... 
on in terms of like representation issues like you see me online with yeah. sw rep matters like i advocate for that like for the real world direct real world impact these movies can have on like little kids and people seeing these so i can see someone that's brown black uh etc mm-hmm. like lgbt uh on screen that's great like for representation issues but for like more nuanced story things it's like that doesn't it doesn't it's not a one-to-one ratio it's you not. can't apply it it's it, it's a space movie yeah and it's like a lot we borrow visuals because that more easily translate so yeah. you know in your mind and like this is a huge tangent but this is what we're all about yes tangents i, I, I love, love tangents it's one of the reasons why with like i see a lot of people complaining about like the disney princesses faces how they all look pretty similar uh-huh. but like how there's like a scientific reasoning to why they all look like children and it's mm. it's basically yeah. like we and I, I went to art school so we learned about this in our character design class i'm like there's a reason why our hero characters, especially like our hero girl characters, they look like infants and is because we generally, as a humankind, want to take care of things yeah. that look like babies. Yeah. And so in without yeah, without any sort of writing, they don't have to write this into any we don't need to know any personality, you see this thing and you're like, Oh, I wanna take care of you. Yeah. And so there's certain visuals out there that will make you be like, Oh, these are bad guys. It's not a one to one, but because clearly real people are dying versus everyone fictional yes exactly. it's much different <laughs> so that's why i'm like i'm really like glad to have you on the show Thank and i'm you. glad that you were able to come down here while you were doing your traveling yeah this is my first time to la actually you never been to la before yeah i love it i arrived last night and i've just really been enjoying it it's like yeah i don't know like i was just at a disney store i uh picked up some figures <laughs> and like uh uh, I was at the Westfield Mall, actually, in L.A. It's, oh, like, really? It's, like, really cool. I, I've, I, I lived in London before. So, graduating uh, from college in New York, mm-hmm. I first worked for a year in Jordan. Oh, cool. And then I hated that. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, so Jor- cool. I mean, Jordan was cool, but, yeah. like, um, my family's from Iraqi Kurdistan, and, mm-hmm. like, my parents lived there, and what was closer to them there, but still, like, I hate it. And then I moved to the U.K., where I worked for a year at a polling company, and that's where I got my free photo with John Boyega, which yeah. was, oh my god, he is so cool. And he gives the best hugs. I he got, seems like he would. He would, he would. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then I moved back to D.C. where I got involved in, like, data. And uh, um, at my current job, I'm a data analyst uh, at NGO helping city governments use data better. Like, we're a nonpartisan uh, NGO with Bloomberg Philanthropies. It's really great work that we're doing. And also Star Wars podcasting on the side. Yeah. You know, like... You can imagine which one is more stressful. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh. Yeah. But, um, no, it's like uh, being able to have that that variety of experience with mm-hmm. different people with different points of view. Like, you know, it's something to be grateful for. Yeah. And especially like, with Star Wars, like a whole mm. big theme of it is seeing things from a certain point of view. What? what? Like, Who knew? That, and that's what I yeah. love about, even though... The original trilogy, the original trilogy, was not planned out mm-hmm. to the degree we like to pretend it was. Yeah, like, I mean, technically, everything was from a certain point of view. Like, sure, yeah. why sure. not? Why and not? I think why a, not? Well, a lot of things with these movies, they want you to be able to see it from both sides in a exactly. way. Exactly. I mean, Darth Vader. Like, it's so fascinating. Like, as a kid watching the original trilogy over and over and over again, and just like watching Darth Vader, watching this mask. <laughs> you could see so much going through his head. Mm -hmm. It's just directed so well, the dialogue, the pacing. It's, it shows that this is a real human being underneath. The theme of redemption is baked into the series and is certainly not dealt with in just one movie. That's what I love. Like, the first six movies are essentially the tale of the redemption and the humanization of yes, Darth Vader. exactly. And with the other shows, we have uh, many other characters that go through their own redemption arcs, or their own even, like, humanization arcs. Exactly. So even if they're not necessarily redeemed or go through, but you just learn about them in a way, like like Boba Fett. Yeah. You learn more about who he was and why he is maybe the way he is, because he witnessed his father being murdered. Yeah. Like the story or not, but... And and it's like one of my friends, like, once told me, like, this is a fairy tale set in space. It's larger than life. It's, like, a mythology of the gods we're talking about. It's it's modern mythology. It's It's modern mythology. mythology. Exactly, exactly. 
and I love it so much. Me too. <laughs> Except for the fandom Except sometimes. for the fandom sometimes, yeah. I just, like, you gotta, like, keep your balance, keep your distance sometimes, and criticize something when you want to. It's like, and even when you don't like something, for mm-hmm. example, both you and I didn't like Solo. We said we said we didn't like it and moved on with our lives. I, Who knew that it was, was a thing? So easy it's so to easy. Move on from this. Yes. <laughs> like that was that was the thing that I found so interesting is that when when I was saying stuff like after the last Jedi because mm. up and up until Solo and I do apologize to anyone who does like Solo. Um, yeah, like, apologies. Guys. I, there has never been a Star Wars movie that I've actively disliked. I definitely like the prequels. There are mm-hmm. definitely I definitely think the prequels are a little silly at times, but yeah. I I love them and. Like Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones are actually my go-to, like rewatch movies Aww. because they're, I, they're just so light and silly and goofy. Yeah. And it might be in a little bit of an ironic way, but uh, those are my go-to like chill movies. That's your shit. And love so your shit. I wondered if I really got to a movie I didn't like, mm. how, if I, if I would be a hypocrite, if I would. If you would be like one of those last Jedi like, <laughs> if I, I, I wondered if I would complain about it that much and I will generally say I very dis, much disliked Solo and mm-hmm. was like for a day I was like hey guys I didn't like Solo so I apologize you moved I, on with your yeah, life yeah I'm like I'm moving on <laughs> like we're not that's gonna be easy. talking about it like that's that was it it's like you're not gonna see yeah. And also, yeah. we can be happy for our friends that did love it. Yeah. Who knew that was a thing? I like Again, I'm so glad people loved it because yeah. I don't want to see Star Wars fail. Yeah. I don't want to see them pr- work so hard and produce stuff that everyone absolutely hates. And I'm glad people have grabbed something and related mm-hmm. to something and have that story really mean something to them. It just doesn't make sense to spend all your time bashing on something you used to love and act as if this betrayed me this like this isn't for me like ruin my oh god (laughs) oh god and like it's just and i'm i've just like seen this like from some people in like i don't even want to say fandom i just like it, there, there are multiple yeah, fandoms. This that is a word's ser- hard to yeah. This is a use. Se- it's a series of series of uh, what Star Wars is of what different people like, and it's like a certain like really big names like saying, "Oh, is Star Wars?" Oh, like these 40, 50 year old like adults. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what else you're doing with your time. Like is the a series like a, on a downward trend is it it can like uh I, I saw like a hot take that like oh is ron and how are gonna save star wars and i was like what are you talking about the last jedi is the 11th highest grossing film of all time yeah chill out it's gonna like it's, it's gonna be fine star wars is gonna be fine and in and in terms of star wars the the middle Listen, film has sorry. always done like the least that, well that, that, that's in terms the, of the box office. That, that, that's just like typical box office. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, like legit. Like, I felt gap. Like, coming out of the Last Jedi, I was like, oh my god, I love this so much. And like, I went online, posted my reaction, and then I saw everyone else's, and I was like, oh god, oh yeah. god. And like for the next couple of weeks, I was still like, oh god, oh god, oh god. Then like I, I finally was able to watch uh, it for a third time in IMAX 2D at the Smithsonian. It was Ooh, amazing, amazing. That sounds awesome. Amazing, and like without the internet, without the discourse, and I was like, this is my favorite film of all time. Yeah, I loved. It. I like. I like coming out of. It, I was like, I think this might be my favorite. Like before, it was like Return of the Jedi, and then like I was like, hands down, Last Jedi. What mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson and the cast and crew did was absolutely brilliant. Obviously, I have a few issues here and there. Yeah. Like, no film is perfect. Yeah, no film's perfect. Yeah, but I... It's it's just, like... there. It's such a deep, impactful film. And But anyway, and then you had, like... Going back... Sorry, I'm going on so many tangents. No, I ass, love it. But, like, just ranting all, all around. Uh, it just, like... Fine, you didn't like it. And I feel like most, I, most of these, like, big names have moved on. But again, like, for weeks and for months at times, they just wouldn't shut up mm-hmm. about, like... We get it. You didn't like it. Move on to stuff you do like. Like just, just like you can. Like, and this isn't to say you can't criticize things. I'm a, I'm an advocate of constructive criticism, mm-hmm. especially on representation issues. I think that's important. I think that's necessary. But I feel like there comes a point when you're just beating a dead horse. When you're talking you're like, about 
the the cow titty when you're not talking about like real world issues like representation issues and you're like yeah. I hated this because Luke milked a cow the space oh sea cow oh god and like oh god. that was one of my, okay can I just say that's one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars I love that scene so much it's hilarious <laughs> it is freaky I love freaky I love grumpy old man Luke. It's perfect. That scene is perfect. You heard it here, right here from Who Talks First uh, Second Guest Co-Host. Here we go. You heard it here. It's perfect. Sea cow titties. Sea cow titties are perfect. I mean, there were some story criticisms, and I have some of my own. I would yeah. have done some things differently. As you discussed eloquently on the podcast, very with a lot of nuance, with, like you're yeah. talking to a real human being. Yeah. Like, for, for one, I will say, I think my biggest criticism of The Last Jedi is that they put a timestamp on it. Mm-hmm. They, they said we only have 18 hours, and I'm like, ooh. Yeah. You put a lot of character development in only 18 hours. I And it, I'm like, if you yeah. just hadn't, if you had just said we're running out of yeah. time, and then I could be like, okay, I know this is realistically only a day, but in my head, I can be yeah. like, no, this is multiple days. Yeah. They're fine. Yeah, in a way, I, I, I'm i sort of on two sides of that. I, I, I agree with that, but I also like the pressure it puts on the characters for that so limited time and maybe there should have been more room for like for imagination of character development i don't know but overall except for a few issues here and there i really loved what we got and like it's my favorite film of all time no i i absolutely love it and i think hopefully for for me the last jedi made Mm -hmm. the force awakens even stronger and i think uh I hopefully episode nine makes even TLJ even stronger. Yeah, and then the whole series is great. L- like uh, like we were talking about before, like what I'm gonna do when episode nine comes out, I'm just gonna mute everything. Yeah, I, I, I honestly after the last Jedi discourse, I just can't handle seeing like people's hot takes, even if mm-hmm. uh, you know like I like like their takes before anything. It's just like. I need it to, weighs on you. you it know? weighs on you, and you need to make your own opinion for yourself about how you feel about these films. And it's it's really fascinating. I was discussing with someone before that the last Jedi is very much a Rorschach test of a film. Oh yeah, which I really like. I really yeah. appreciate, it, but also can be really stressful. And I I'm, I don't think Nine will be necessarily as divisive, but again, I just know that there's going to be ang- anger no matter what happens, and I just. I, I just want to, like, talk about it in group chats, and I don't want to, like, with, like, friends I trust, and, mm-hmm. like, who, just, like, again, like, normal human being, like, you know, you, you don't get that through your Twitter timeline, you just don't. Yeah, and, yeah, it's just frustrating to see, and I, I'm looking forward so much to Nine, but I'm also very much looking forward to, like, it just being over, and, like, once Nine's over, like, the story's done. Yeah. We can stop arguing, or we, we'll, we'll still be arguing, but it's not, I feel like so many I, people... I, I have no energy to argue yeah, about Yeah, I think a lot of, especially with The Last Jedi, feel the need to argue because they feel like they can change something, mm-hmm. and, which realistically isn't going to happen. Um, yeah. They've been working on this film for a really long time, and uh, as someone who worked in animation for a long time, mm-hmm. when we aired an episode that people didn't like, I worked on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that fan base, you know... Oh, God. Especially because I've worked in, like, a new iteration, and you can't do, and according to them, nothing beats the 1989 series. Sure, I don't know when it came out. You'd think I would. But they would expect you to be able to change something, and, like, Mm. you don't know how far ahead we are. Like, from what you're seeing, like, when I left the show, it took another two, like, and I worked on the show up until, like, two weeks before the final script came in. Mm. And then that final script aired, I think, two and a half years after I had already left the show. So, it just, it takes a very long time. Yeah, you know what I'm just, like, realizing in general? It's, like, I feel like these sort of, like, frustrations, sort of, like, uh, reactions from fandom and some more vocal parts of fandom, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, the especially unsavory types. Uh, I'm sure you can imagine <laughs> who I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, um, that's always been there. But the thing with the internet now is that they have been able to... Like, the internet is, like, it's been great for how, like, it can give marginalized communities and, like, uh, people who have felt oppressed, like, you know, a bigger voice to, Mm -hmm. like, voice grievances and concerns. But also, the racist, sexists, and bigots. And even besides them, well, I mean, they're often associated with each other. Yeah. The super toxic fans who 
will like we said just won't let it go we'll just like keep bashing on like you know the creators who are and we were discussing earlier we've been seeing this in multiple fandoms Mm -hmm. which like guys just say you don't like it and move on you can have some constructive thoughtful nuanced criticisms that you know and those honestly tend to be of all the criticisms for these things like those tend to be uh the most as i've observed Mm -hmm. uh obviously not always but in general as i've observed like the most uh respectful the most like nuanced that you know people will say their piece and then move on but you still have even a bit some of those in like vast majority of like you know the toxic ones who will just keep beating the i'm going to change the metaphor they'll keep beating the dead father and like (laughs) it's it's just it's useless and it does nothing and it just hurts people and just stop just stop yeah and like like i mentioned earlier it's just like everyone is coming from this from a different point of view Mm. and so it sometimes it you just need to got let let them have it, you yeah. know. Let them enjoy stuff, especially when it's let it's people something, like things. Let yeah. people like things, please. Yeah. You're not any cooler for yeah. disliking it at all. With that, I think we should probably get into the heart of this podcast. Yeah, which we're, we were going to talk about <laughs> resistance. Yay! So Solo Yay. and I tried to talk about resistance last week, but mm-hmm. I ended up not posting that podcast. But I figured having someone here. Um, to talk about resistance to it with someone new Yay! might Yay. be really fun because uh, I do know a bit about resistance. Again, I want to be really uh, clear with that. I don't mm-hmm. speculate about things I know about. Mm-hmm. And so I'm never going to be like, hmm, I wonder <laughs> if this will happen if I, if I know what's right, going to happen. Right, 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 right. But I do still want to talk about it and share my uh, mm-hmm. love for it. But anyway, before we go into resistance in particular... Uh, like you with Clone Wars and Rebels, how are you? How are you with Star Wars animation thus far? So I only really got into like two to three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like I was in college when Clone Wars was coming out. I had heard about it. Um, I wasn't much of a fan of the prequels, or I mean, like I was as a kid, but like I, like personally, like just didn't like like them yeah. as much growing up. That and, wasn't your era. Um, wasn't really my fan era, and that's when I was like sort of wasn't as involved in. I wasn't even really ever in Star Wars fandom, like, you know, with other people, just for myself. But anyway, yeah, sort of missed out on Clone Wars. And uh, it was only when, like, uh, we got the announcement of the Disney uh, merger that I started getting into Rebels. Uh, I kind of missed out on the first... Well, I watched the first season after it had aired Mm -hmm. and really loved it. And I loved Ahsoka, even though I hadn't, like, met her before in Clone Wars. And I I love Rebel Seasons 1 and 2. Um... Even with, like, some of the uh, references, callbacks to Clone Wars, I still really enjoyed it. Yeah. I was able to, like, you know, Wikipedia some stuff. Yeah. It was a, a little annoying, but, like, not too. And then, like, uh, I think, like, in between that, I... No, wait. I actually only... Well, yeah. Then I watched Rebel Season 3, which um, I liked some of, but ultimately I was kind of disappointed by. I didn't think it followed up on Season 2 that well. I, I, I mean, I agree. I think... Yeah. I think... The end of season two, the beginning of season three was pretty good. Yes, but agreed. then it, it faltered. It faltered out a lot. For, yeah, for me, I yeah. yeah the, the rest of the show to me wasn't. Yeah, season I didn't love. season four, I didn't. I mean, yeah. like, I liked it, and like, I thought I really loved the season finale, series finale, uh, when it initially came out. But I actually watched it on the plane uh, over from. I was in Seattle. I or the plane over from DC to Seattle, uh, and I was like, it's good. It's not the best, and like. I, uh, I, I love uh, Rebels characters. I love individual arcs like Sabine, Hera. I love Harrison Dula with all my heart. She mm-hmm. is like my captain. Oh, I will follow her anywhere. She's the best. Give, give her a series. Yeah, give her and Sabine on. a series. I love Sabine too mm-hmm. and her arc. Uh, oh, well, I don't think they ended Sabine's arc that well. <laughs> yeah. I watched Clone Wars recently all the way through and mm-hmm. I just like love anything and everything Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Like I think Ahsoka's a brilliant character. Uh, I think... Uh, she has some really fascinating arcs. I love the way, like, her arc was, like, at least, you know, currently resolved in Clone Wars, and I'm excited for, like, a Clone Wars uh, season seven, I think it is, or, yeah. I'm like, are they calling it seven? I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the, the Siege, of, Siege of Mandalore, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, on the whole, uh, Star Wars Animation has been a solid for me mm-hmm. um it's like it's good it's not like uh, my absolute favorite i think 
my problem, and this is where we'll get into resistance, yeah. actually. My uh, problem with it is that it's, like, sort of tried to tie itself too much into, like, the main plot of the movies where, in my opinion, it really shouldn't be. Yeah. Where, like, it gets to a certain point, but, like, it goinks away from, like, affecting too much of the main characters. And uh, it, it's just weird to me like that, which is why I am... When I first heard about the announcement for Resistance, I was head over heels for this. I was like, fuck yes. Like, no weird force shit. Like, keep, leave that to, like, Ray and Kylo and Luke, whoever. And, um, like, let, let's just focus on some badass pilots. And with such a diverse cast announcement. Yes. And, like, hashtag SW Rep Matters. It feels like, you know, we're heard for this. And casting like actors of color all around and a lot of like really badass women and I am just and the main protagonist being another Asian American like voiced by Christopher Sean mm-hmm. who's Japanese American I am so so excited and can we, and I love the trailer yeah I I did too I'm really excited for this show I personally really like this new art style that they're experimenting Me with too. first and foremost. Um, it's very it's very new, but it seems to be very trendy. Yeah. Um, I've it kind of maybe started off. I don't want to say started off because I'm sure it's been other places, but I've in a low budget kind of way started off with like Ruby, where it's this kind of uh, it's 3D, but everything is colored really flatly, yeah. so it looks 2D. And then we have the new. Uh, the new show by the head writer of Avatar, The Last Airbender, Yay! Dragon Prince. I, mean, I cannot I wait. I can't wait. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Listeners, just to let you know, my Avatar slash Korra fandom is, like, basically the same level as Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. So I'm really excited for Dragon Prince, and, and it looks like... It looks great. Yeah, it looks really good, and I'm sure that probably has a little bit of a smaller budget than yeah. the Lucasfilm shows, and I think... I think this technology of how they're animating has a lot of room to be mm-hmm. really great. Me too. And I've seen a lot of criticism of it. I know. I like, okay, listen, I can accept like something being not your cup of tea, but I don't, I mean, I guess like people's complaint is that it doesn't look that crisp, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It's like, you know, like that sort of like flat, somewhat nebulous style on the faces and, but I do know, and I, I was discussing this with uh, Kirsty of Scavengers Horde, uh, that it tends to be that a first season of an animated show might start out a little roughly, and I think this is even with Avatar, that uh, as animators get more and more used to drawing in that, that style, style, it gets crisper, it gets sharper, it's like... And it, like, may even look better. But the thing is, I think it looks great as it is already. No, I do, too. And it looks really great. And, like, again, I'm talking from someone who, like, works in that industry and knows how it works. You know, they don't always have the highest budget for a season because it's a big risk. And the more successful it is, the more money they're going to get. And with, like, Clone Wars, for example, Clone Wars, its first couple seasons... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this show was made a while ago. TV budget for CG is mm-hmm. uh, is not great. It was expensive. I'm not show a fan of CG animation. I, I mean, I miss I miss 2D so Me much. Too. But CG is it's easier. Um, yeah. In terms of once you have the characters made, mm-hmm. you don't have you yeah. just kind of tell them what to do and yeah. they do their own things. Just program it. Like, yeah. Maybe, yeah. So. With with Clone Wars, even at a certain point when it wasn't getting the budget, it was George Lucas was shoveling a bunch of his own money into Clone Wars, so it right. looked the way he wanted it to. Clone Wars is probably the most beautifully animated CG show, um, TV show, of all time. By the end of it, looks phenomenal. You would I believe agree. that this is potentially up to like movie level right, animation, right. and the the style is really unique. And I know it, it takes some people a while to get used to mm-hmm. but i think by the end of it just gorgeous the lighting the rendering everything and i'm so excited to see new clone wars as technology has advanced yeah i think it's gonna look so good and i, I don't think rebels ever got to that point where it mm-hmm. animation wise it looks like yeah. great. we we joked I, around like they always look like gumbies i but... think i think like rebels best season is season two and that's partially because of the animation mm-hmm. i think it was really good there but I feel like seasons three and four 
in a lot of ways, try to bite off more than it could chew. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wish I had enjoyed Rebels more than I did. Because I'm with you. I really actually liked season one and two. Yeah. And if it just for some reason it faltered and didn't it stopped connecting with me after a certain point. But it, Again, it's just like it didn't follow up that well from season two. Like, what happened to that Sith holocron? What happened to... The, that season two finale, man. Was amazing. I, oh my god, it was... You thought, like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? I, and then, like, with season four, like, you know, spoilers, but... It turning out that it was, like, time travel that got it so good. To be fair, I feel like that was more, like... And I actually wrote a post about this for uh, Porgology. Um, like, uh, I did this sort of, like, Nature of the Force series where I was talking about, like... It only went up to three plans, but the last mm-hmm. one I talked about was Lothal. That, because of its, like, intense nature, it could be, like, so inconceivably powerful in the Force and manifests a space-time door. So I feel like that's more Lothal and not more as much that. Ezra. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Ezra's just, like, very in tune with nature. Like, he loves the Lothcats, yeah. like the one on your table right now. Isn't he cute? Oh, I mean, Lothcats are my favorite. Uh, I mean, I, May I make a confession? Yes. I don't think Lothcats are cute. How dare you? I actually find them creepy. Get out of this apartment. I'm sorry. They're Please. emojis with legs. I'm fine with you not shipping Raylo, <laughs> uh, but Lothcats is where we draw the line. Look, Porgs are where it's at. Oh, no. Porgs are where it's at. Porgs yeah. are infinitely better. Yes. yes. Don't get me wrong. But I have a thing for things that look really stupid. I don't think they're <laughs> cute. I think they look stupid as Yes! Hell. High five. But I, I love things that just look stupid. Right, right. <laughs> like, like Kylo's helmet. Yeah. <laughs> He just look. I especially. He's trying so hard. Everything about Kylo's clothing, I love. Uh, and a lot of like when people draw him, like in modern clothes, they always mm. make him really well dressed. Yeah. Which is hilarious to me because he's constantly wearing blankets. Yes. In the first movie, bunch of blankets. Second movie, he's literally wearing a quilt vest. He's a child at heart. He he's just like, wants to be. This is my snuggie. Yes, exactly. I'm comfortable. Oh my god! They need to make. Star Wars Snuggies. Kylo Snuggie. They, they, they... You should make this for squatching goals. <laughs> they have a Kylo Snuggie, Oh actually. my god, of course. Yeah, I think, I think John posted a photo in one. Oh yeah. my god. That is amazing. Yeah, I definitely know there is a Kylo Snuggie and I somehow don't own it. Oh my god. Because I own a lot of Kylos. Behind that black curtain is a big giant Kylo standee. Oh my god, I see his legs. <laughs> I see his legs, but... <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited about the style change and I, I mm. like that... That each show is trying to make that its own yeah. separate staple, and they're really trying to separate from each other. And I, I do want to talk a little bit about the adjustment of the demographic mm-hmm. because this is something I have probably its biggest criticism yeah. that I've been seeing online is that from the sixty-second trailer, obviously you can tell a lot, <sighs> is that this seems too kitty. Hold up, <laughs> you know I just want to like, I just want to put my foot down. That, for all the criticisms I've ever had of any animation, like, I'm an animation stan. Like, I love it with all my heart. Like, like Star Wars is the only, like, live action, like, you know, that's, like, up to there with, like, anim- like general animation for me, especially Avatar and Korra. Something being too kiddy has never been, like, a criticism for me. Like, the closest is that I didn't like the singing droid in, like, Rebel Season 3, which isn't even really, like... I, I thought it was silly. I just like see that's one of the things that I loved because it was stupid yeah, though. It was stupid. <laughs> it was stupid. I'll like I, I like I don't know. Like sometimes I take myself a little too seriously, so maybe that's fair. But I, I just personally don't like it. But oh yeah, no. other than that, like things being like too kitty, that is never a criticism. I I like I my criticisms of rebels are purely for like story reasons and like character reasons and like following up on reasons, not because like Ezra was acting silly or like uh mm-hmm. you know like. Maybe I'll, like, be annoyed with him, like, for his lack of character development, you know, for actual reasons. Give me the kittiness! We need some of the kittiness! This world is shitty, and we need, like, just, just let us, like, have fun! That's what I am. I am... How, yeah, like, yeah, it is a little more kitty in the beginning. Yeah. But, like, all of the Star Wars shows, I mean, they... And it's Star Wars! It's Star Wars. It's, 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 like, it's, meant, it's meant for kids! It's meant for kids, and... I mean, like, we were talking about this mm-hmm. before, is that... Rebels didn't do well with kids. Yeah. And they yeah, were... Yeah, there, there you go. And I'm sure that that's that's a really important demographic for them because as much as we buy toys, I mean, <laughs> I buy a lot of toys. These are for kids. Yeah, they they want the they want kids to be the ones that are really involved in, in yeah. 
that this is who they're making us for. It's, exactly. It's that demographic. And, of course, they want us to uh, enjoy it as well. And this is actually something that I'm a little bit curious about mm-hmm. because the initial release time is 10 p.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. And I I'm, just... I'm so... I'm so curious. Like, I have a conspiracy theory of why they're doing this. Ooh, is that I want to hear this. Is that they're seeing how much the adult fan base affects ratings. So, because yeah, they know that, that the kid sense. fan base yeah. isn't going to be watching on 10 p.m. on a Sunday on a school night. But they know that the adult fans yeah. will be. And so I wonder if they're, they're kind of like she- sectioning off that fan base by airing it at that time to see how important it is to cater to them, you know? I, I think that's a shame. I think that this should... That again, like just we, we were just saying, this is primarily for kids, not like these... Listen, uh, we're both adults. Uh, all of our friends who love Star Wars, most of them are adults. We know mm-hmm. kids who love Star Wars as well. It's We have to remember it's mainly for them. It's mainly for kids. It's like how we fell in love with Star Wars. Like when I was nine years old and I saw A New Hope on... A public access channel for the first time it was because i was a, ki- a young impressionable kid this is the way it works you just don't i mean like yeah you just don't really get into these things as an adult mm-hmm. and that's okay to say uh if it is like a test for those adult audiences sure like as you mentioned rebels didn't do so well with kids so they need to make sure that like you know they have a high rating space and maybe some of those parents will like keep their kids up with them to watch like resist, uh, yeah, resistance as well. I personally, I don't know. Maybe that's true, but like in that case, just don't have it on. I don't know Disney XD. Like have it. Maybe this should have been like the uh, uh, streaming, the streaming like uh, series, and but. Again, but even with, like, my other... Like, I say, like, I'm an animation fan first and foremost, and... Oh, my God. Sorry. I mean, you just got distracted by your Bail Organa, and he is absolutely precious. I love him. I'm, like, I the only Bail. person who actively tries to collect Bail Organa things, I, need, I, need, I love him. I love him, too, and I need to, like, start doing that more. I just I just Anything Bail him. Organa, I, yeah. I will hunt down and find. I have, like, a weird he, Lego of him. I have a weird oh thing where God, he has, like, a jetpack on that has guns for some yes. reason. Because he has course, three pieces of, of merch, course. and I own all uh, three of them. What was I saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm an animation fan, like, you know, my entire life. But I can still acknowledge that this is primarily for kids. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, and I just feel like, you know, in general, in fandom, it's like, there's such a hesitance to accept that. And just, like, you say... Oh no! Like I, I'm not a child. I just like collect a hundred toys in like my room, and like I. But that's of course that's okay, and it's okay to say the stuff you love is essentially primarily for children, and that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's something we should embrace and like be if thankful for. If there's one for. thing everyone on this planet has in common is that we were all children at one point yes. in our lives. We all were babies at yeah. some point. And we should rejoice that like content is being made for them to enjoy yes. as well. And I'm sure there's going to be aspects of it that we're going to love too. Yes. And, and while and we can love the silliness. We yeah. can love the, child, the quote childishness. And I'm actually super looking forward to the silliness because the yeah. Star Wars fandom has been so serious lately. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm really looking forward to some, watching something that is maybe just goofy and silly. I just want something silly. silly. Like, I just... I, That's just I them flying don't. in airplanes. And Again, like... I if I want serious stuff, I'll be reading like the New York Times or Wall Street Journal or whatever, or listening to Pod Save America and their associated shows, which I do all the time anyway. There's so much serious shit going on in the world, which I would say we should be concerned about. But like, let your Star Wars be for escapism. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this as a Star Wars politics guy. Like, you know, there's this performative wokeness that's like overtaking like cert- some, not all, but uh, like it's just a couple of aspects of fandom. Yeah. And often, I'll just say it, it can contribute to the toxicity and can be very damaging and frankly hurt people. I feel like it's hurt me in a lot of ways and like either vicariously through like friends I care about or even like me directly. And it's just, just like, chill this is like a franchise initial for children it has like some great elements in there that we discuss on beltway bandits all the time but the politics like in the books the books which are like you know geared for adults Mm -hmm. you know like which are great but we have to remember like you can teach the political allegories like you know through you know like hopefully you know kids listen we know that at least some kids listen to our podcast and can learn it through there 
it's like you know we try to do like political science through star wars and but even so it's for children don't take it like learn from it but don't take it too seriously and just like relax please yeah and i think star wars is doing a really good job of trying to make something for everyone yeah and so we even have the return of clone wars clone wars is yeah and that is a more mature show yeah and we haven't seen anything of resistance and like I, they I do know they are trying to aim for a younger demographic, so it is going to be a little sillier. Yeah, I hope sillier. so. I really but, hope so. Yeah, but so. there's nothing wrong with that, and because yeah. like we have new Clone Wars, we have like you said, a majority of the books are yeah, uh, yeah. either young adult or uh, for older audiences. Yeah. The comics, and we're we're gonna have movies for the next seven thousand years. <laughs> exactly. So everyone's gonna have something. I mean, people who everyone's don't like the sequel trilogy, they a lot of those people liked Solo a lot. A lot of those people love Clone Wars and Rebels a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's something for everyone. And yeah, sorry, just going back to the children thing one more time. You can just again just accept that what you love is primarily for children. Mm-hmm. And once you embrace that fact, I think you'll just be happier for it. Oh yeah, I agree. Like things that are uh, and. Like, of course, things that are meant for children can have darker themes, you know? Yeah. And Harry freaking Potter. Harry Potter. I mean, Avatar. I mean... Oh, my God. Avatar you know, is, like, the... The like, prime example. Like, the... Oh, my God. If any of you have not watched Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra, please do that immediately. Like, just... It, it, it's beautiful. They're amazing. absolutely brilliant yeah. series. Yeah. And in, in the case of uh, Avatar, t- the main character is a 12-year-old kid. Yeah. And who acts very young... But again, the story is so well done. It handles oh. Darker's theme so brilliantly. Oh, I love it so much. It's so because like we know kids can handle mm-hmm. certain darker themes, and also it's, adults can enjoy it as well. Yeah, it's it's not a it's not like you're watching Barney or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Disney fan. Like you know Disney films, yeah. and like I was just like, Me too. <laughs> yeah, and like um, and there's so many like great themes in rated G Disney movies, mm-hmm. and that. Like, the thing is, they're not just for... Like, they are primarily aimed for kids, but they're also not just for kids anymore. They're for all of us. And it's something... Like, I've always loved um, media in general, like, since I was a kid, that could be for anyone and everyone. I've always loved, like, quote-unquote, the more mature things, like Batman the Animated Series, like, you know, and Justice League. Like, those had a lot of really mature things, but were also still for children. Like, you know, they kept it a great balance. And... But even more, quote-unquote, kiddie things, like random Bugs Bunny cartoons, like, you know, which are super violent at times. <laughs> like, so anyway, if there's something in there for everyone, and just, like, don't take it too seriously, and just embrace it. That That's really it. Yeah, so, uh, the trailer reaction. Like, I yeah, love the trailer. I love the trailer. I think it, it looks, looks fun. I think there's a lot to take from it. Mm-hmm. I think there's some... Uh, interesting little like Easter eggs like pull out of there like mm-hmm. the female Unkar Plut. <laughs> Who didn't need that? Who isn't super pumped yeah. for Lady Unkar Plut? I'm, I'm oh sh- my god! I'm, I'm not sure if this species has a name that. Like it is the yeah. same species. Yeah, it is the same species. Gosh. But I'm like, I don't, I don't know what their species. Oh, are we is going back to Jakku then? I I I just want to go back to Jakku and up nine. Mm. Yes. I'm sorry, Finn. We love you, Finn, but... Finn, it's because to... I love you so much yes. that I want you to go exactly. back to Exactly. Same, same. Because it would be such a moment of, yeah. like, Poe and Ray and Rose and, like, you know what we have yeah. to do. And Finn's like, what? What? Like, who's going to tell him? <laughs> oh, God. Not it, not it. They do, like, the nose goes to see who has to tell him. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Rose, who just doesn't get it, is like, I'll tell him, we have to go back to Jakku! <laughs> He'll just be very upset. <laughs> yeah. I want him in, like, an umbrella hat, just oh my. being upset in the sun. Oh, my God. I need that pic of John Boyega right now filming in the desert. <laughs> yes, I want it so badly. I think it'll be I'm sure, like, so there's some funny. from Force Awakens, for sure. But anyway, yeah, yeah like, uh, the trailer, um, I thought, like, uh... The main character, Kazuda Ziono, looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I think that... And also, I I really liked uh, Poe's animation. Like, you know, that we saw. Yeah, that they was finally the first captured, time I've seen Poe, and he looks great. They finally captured uh, Oscar Isaac's essence, right? At least as much yeah. as they could. And um, anyway, like, yeah, just, like, reactions to the trailer. I just... So, first off, I saw, like, that on YouTube. It had like 4,000 likes but 11,000 dislikes yeah. which is fucking insane absurd. which is in, yeah it's like absurd like again this virtual and I'm sure like you know those are like last Jedi haters who like 
Uh, like, I mean, I guess, like, you know, I think I can expand it to them just being, like, sequel trilogy haters, because this is the era it's mm-hmm. in, and they just, like, yeah, we don't like this anymore. Well, fine, just go away. It's not for you anymore. Yeah. And, um... Or people who are generally just mad that, like, this isn't made for me. I'm an adult. <laughs> and like, oh, my God. I just... I mean, it's all with yeah. all the Force of Destiny stuff, that I'm just like... My God, Force of Destiny... Oh, talking about animation, Force of Destiny has been some of the absolute best animation. I've enjoyed it more a lot than... Uh, Rebels and Clone Wars at times, I'm, honestly. Yeah, I'm like, I it's really amazing. love I love Force it. Of it's so good. Yeah. So, so good. And they're just little cute little pick me ups that yeah. just make you feel good. Exactly. And, and it's like, they're meaningful. Like, they are like in a sort of, they're like, I know, I wish they were longer. I wish they were fully fleshed out episodes because, like, in the animation style, you know, it's 2D, it's unique, it's <laughs> like a very, you know, some might say like simple, but sometimes simple is really good. And, they tell, like, these, like, uh, stories that are just really, um, again, like, these beautiful character moments for all of these, like, women characters. And, you know, I know that, like, there was some, like, controversy over, like, Mark Camel, like, Luke Skywalker having yeah. one. And, like, I 100%, like, agree. Like, I-, I think that, in general, this should, like, be a, like, series, you know, for woman fans, mm-hmm. green girl fans. But I also really love that episode. I'm a Mark Hamill stand for. I, oh, I do too. I think, yeah. and I think a big part of the reason they did that is because people like want to see more Mark as. Yeah, Luke and yeah, for sure. So like they were just like we're just gonna, we're gonna give him that. Yeah, and just, that's fine. just throw them a bone. Yeah, you know, like yeah. <laughs> I love Luke a lot. So. Yeah, I love Mark Hamill a lot. Oh, I, lo- yeah. I love Mark Hamill more than Luke. Actually, Mark Hamill is my favorite human being. Period. Oh yeah. Yeah, the eleven thousand dislikes. It's just like grow up like you know accept that this isn't for you and just like let people enjoy things like mm-hmm. the, maybe in, like it's a larger problem honestly i think especially like you know you know from what i've observed teenage girls mm-hmm. like uh get the worst like impact of it yeah of, like being like called silly for like enjoying this or teenage girls and young women and fans yeah. generally uh who often have I will say the best insights about like you know this story and where it's going and, <laughs> and like, like just on like a tangent because like, I keep bringing this up because I a few weeks ago I when I was on I was out in Steel Wars mm-hmm. and he had mentioned something about like listening to a past podcast I mean like you knew about the Force Bond and I yeah. was like you, like to me just because given the fan base mm-hmm. I'm in that's something we were talking about a week after TFA yeah. came out yeah. and after like that initial realization was made that was such a staple in what our expectations were so to see that people after tlj were surprised that we knew about it was like you didn't know that's like all we from the week after tfa people were like this is going to happen for this this and this the reasons and it made sense to me because actually uh i've talked about this a little bit on the podcast Mm -hmm. but for for three days i was like raise a skywalker and i actually (laughs) didn't really like the force awakens that much and well, I, I did like it, but it wasn't like I didn't love it yeah, to the yeah. degree I do now. Like a lot of these essays that people were writing, especially I think like the one about the Force Bond, mm-hmm. really got me into uh, like critical thinking and like yeah. a story analysis. And I was so fascinated and of trying to yeah. find these little exactly. clues. And I know JJ likes to put little mystery box, little mystery boxes in places, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's like that's the thing. Even though these are for children, there are deeper themes in there that adults can enjoy too, mm-hmm. and they can still be childish. Yep. And so, uh, with resistance, who, who, what are you most looking forward to? I, for some reason, like I, so I'm not like a East Asian American at all. Like, uh, I did like, I did, like, uh, but I am very much looking forward to uh, seeing Kazuda Ziono. I like, I think like he has. For some reason, I'm just, like, really attached to this character. I, you know, with SW Rep Matters, we've been, like, working on this, you know, like, we've been, like, advocating for this, like, you know, for so long, and now we have, like, a clearly main mm-hmm. pr- protagonist who is, like, East Asian. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, like, I don't know. I'm looking forward to, like, a character that doesn't have, like, the... Uh, force stuff i think that you too i think like just enough like leave it for the main films because like we don't need world or universe altering shit in like rebels i'm sorry i just don't want that but um the other thing is like going back to representation front 
it's like some people have said like oh isn't ezra like coded middle eastern or mm-hmm. like a you know brown person i'm just like you know like i'm middle eastern i'm like he's voiced by you know taylor gray who's a white man and like you know he's obviously really great really mm-hmm. talented in the role but you know like that just like uh doesn't do it for me and it's like so like you know while Kazu does not middle eastern it, and this is sort of like what i've been feeling like uh with black panther with crazy rich asians which is amazing all of you need to so go good. see it it's so good so good so good i would love henry golding to be in star wars i think he'd be amazing yes. uh but um it's just like seeing like these like different minorities that are like getting their shine in the franchise it it gives me like a really great feeling gives me hope to see like an actual like you know middle eastern person Mm -hmm. like uh i actually discussed this on uh the unmistakably star wars uh podcast show like about who i would love to see in star wars and i said tala ash who's an iranian american actress she's on dc's legends of tomorrow Mm. um and, uh, you know, I'm Kurdish. Uh, she's Iranian. Kurds and Iranians are, are closely related. Obviously, I would love to see Kurds, like, in mass American media, but, like, barely anyone knows what a Kurd is. So, uh, <laughs> I, you know, Iran is, like, the best, like... We are an Iranian people, yeah. even though, like, a lot of Kurds won't like to really admit that. <laughs> but, um... So, but the thing about Kazuda is, like, uh, on that representation front, I really feel like he gives me, like, that general hope, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, like, that joy for others to see themselves represented I mean, as the main character, and uh, I'm, I'm really happy. I, f- I have a feeling, like, he'll have, like, a really great arc. He seems to have a really interesting story, you know, the premise of it is that, and I want to get into talking about this, about mm-hmm. the premise, uh, that take, I thought it took place six years before The Force Awakens, but it actually takes place six months before The Force Awakens, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. Yeah. Super close. Like, how much... I, I imagine, like, the entire series would take place before the sequel trilogy, but, I don't know, maybe that's not the case? I don't know. Like, you can't say anything. <laughs> you can't say anything, of course. I don't know. Like, I guess, like, if it did, like, go into sequel trilogy... Like, proper sequel trilogy territory, which I guess the Poe Dameron comic is currently mm-hmm. doing, I guess that is feasible. It's just... We've had, like between force awakens and the last jedi it takes place like over a week the yeah. whole two movies there, there just is there's gonna be a time yeah. skip but it would just be so funny if there wasn't and these like this whole trilogy that we waited six years for yeah just takes place yeah. over a week like you mentioned like we'll know by john's hair we will also know when adam has had to shave get out no <laughs> adam has had to, like kylo through the stress of the job <laughs> Has lost all of his hair. You've and been we here for almost two over. hours. I am so surprised it hasn't come up once. Honestly, like I got into this thing just because like our friend Charlotte from Sky Talkers like once mentioned like she really hated like seeing Baldo and I accidentally tweeted at her and her reaction was so hilarious. And then I just tweeted this one poll. I was trying to get into doing a lot of Star Wars polls. Should Kylo Ren go bald? And it got an explosive response. I was like, holy shit. I've hit the jackpot here. Baldo is where it's at. (laughs) Baldo is where it's at. I'm a big fan of Socklo right now, though. Wait, oh, Socklo. Socklo is so good. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just, oh my god. Like, I I mean, just like the reaction. I just like, I love teasing and like Mm -hmm. trolling my friends sometimes. No, (laughs) it's the best. It's funny, you know, mm-hmm. and I just feel like, you know, the whole, if any of you know me from Twitter, I just do it because this fandom is so fucking tense. But I have another campaign I'm thinking of. Hashtag make Kylo smile No, no, I also, <laughs> no, I do admit there's some of those pit photos that make me laugh. Yeah, like, I'm glad. I'm but glad. they are creepy AF. I know, that does look creepy. I don't want to see him smile, though. I yeah. think that would be endearing. G- g- give the boy, like, a time smile. I mean, like, p- just... part of the reason I love Kylo so much mm. is, like, to the amount that I do, is that he's Han and Leia's kid. Yeah. And I so much of what I want for him is based mm. off of, like, what I want for Han and Leia and their legacy. Yeah. Especially Leia. Yeah. Like, I just want her to be happy. And so and, I'm like, come and, on. And it's amazing. You know, it's, like, funny. Like, they're going to have, like episode seven footage you know of carrie you know mm-hmm. like he's got some podcast like as you know as you said like the second most ideal situation first being like her being still with us uh, as you said um it's just like i 
I want like you know Leia's character to continue in whatever way she can and I guess like you know regarding Kyle like you know this is her son mm-hmm. she until like it sounds it may sound cliche but it's the reason it's cliche it's like until you've had a child you're never gonna know like how that feels like mm-hmm. you know that deep deep connection and like even no matter what they do is that you can only hope and want for the best from them and like as Leia says in Seven it was Snoke you yeah. know like manipulated him since like he was a child and that's not to say his actions aren't still his own which no I have seen no Kylo or Raylo fans whatsoever ever say that Ky- it wasn't Kylo's fault or anything no mm-hmm. everyone acknowledges like this is his like action but it's also a yeah. like a it's a stew of sorts it's a, where yeah. like we have the Snoke manipulation we have what happened with Luke we have a lot of forces that were working against him yeah. and so while he has a lot to like work up for like there's a reason why people find his story so interesting because there are a lot of factors going on enjoy the story for what it is and like except that people love it mm-hmm. except that people like love something that you don't and mm-hmm. just move on with what you do love yeah. <laughs> just it, 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 you'll it, be so much happier you'll be so much happier and it just like serves nothing and it's just useless to like harp on people for enjoying fiction mm-hmm. in any way they want to mm-hmm. yeah 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 so uh to begin wrapping up the discussion i'll just ask you a few uh, more questions about oh, what? Sure. Is there any dream cameo that you have for Resistance? Ooh, this is hard. Yeah. Um, other than Baldo Ren, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Baldo. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, you uh, can you can choose someone from the animated series uh-huh. and someone from live action movies. Okay. Uh, from well, duh, animated Harrison Dula, mm-hmm. 100%. Want to see her as the badass, amazing general she is. Um, having come back to help Leia, Poe, and the rest of the Resistance, because, like, you know she's off fighting somewhere. And, like, uh, my dream would be, like, Vanessa Marshall in full uh, Twi'lek makeup in Episode Nine. That would be perfect. Like, to go to Episode Nine, came here, but I would love to, like, have her back, like, in Resistance. I think that would make perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, along with Sabine, and, um, yeah, so, but from live action, I would, yeah, I would love to, you know, because Billy Dee's been doing a lot of, like, uh, mm-hmm. animation, I would love to see Lando back in Resistance as well, um, maybe, you know, we know he's gonna be in episode nine, so, like, as Lucasfilm, like, said, so, I would love to, uh, see him voice a role again in, like, uh, Resistance, and, like, you know, the, in whatever capacity, whether he's a businessman, whether he's like, uh, uh, like general, whatever, uh, I think that would be really great. Yeah. yeah. Lando and Hera. That's, is there any planet that you want to see them go to in Resistance? <laughs> Alderaan. But I know Alderaan's never coming back. No. I just like, I, I, I'm like. Alderaan's I, been destroyed. I know, I know, but I, but I love Alderaan. That's yeah. my thing. I'm like. I'm still not over it. Yeah. I'll never be over it. I love Alderaan. I love Alderaan. No, that's, but, like, but, that's uh, always the planet when yeah. people ask you, it's like, what Star Wars planet you, would, you, would, would you want yes! to live on? And I'm like, it's Alderaan, Alderaan but I a can't. long time ago. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And it has such beautiful people. I'm holding Bail right now. Because Bail Organa Bail is, is the, the best, best boy. Yes. Ben's last name should have been Organa. Thank you. 100%. I said that as well from the beginning. Yeah. It makes no sense like and well i for a while i was i was pretty i was almost like pretty sure that it was going to happen because they weren't calling him ben solo ever right like the for basically until the aftermath Mm -hmm. the last aftermath book that was the first time he was ever called ben solo (gasps) and so i was so i'm like oh my god yeah and then then i was on this like conspiracy theory when han was when they're like you're han solo and he's like i used to be i'm like you changed your last name you changed yes! your last name to Organa. Yes! and i was about to be so excited and <sighs> especially no. given what we know of the like the solo last name and in, in from solo i'm like this is an imperial given last name that meant you had no one but but you know why in marketing know, I just the but, solo names were marketable a lot of people don't know like i keep last for, name. yeah yeah and that's something i always forget is that so many people have called her to me like leia skywalker like and i thought they were kidding anyway it's like yeah so those are like cameos i'd like to see i'd love to see cameos that make sense 
That is the ultimate thing. Mm -hmm. I do not need, like... Okay, like, the thing is, like, in in general... Like, I I know that, like, you know, most likely we'll be seeing, like, Kylo in, like, Resistance. So, I, I feel like, in general, like, that's kind of the weirdest Force shit, like, I'd like to see. Uh, because outside okay i do like the weird force shit in uh clone wars i like it in seasons one and two of rebels Mm -hmm. not so much in season three and four of rebels i okay i like weird force shit up to a point up Mm -hmm. to a level if it's like universe altering force shit i'm like nope get it out nope we don't we can't have this especially when it's not in the films and yes and oh I, I don't think Resistance will have much Force yet. I mean, Kylo will probably show up, and I don't think he'll do much Force-altering shit, because like, with the, the sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. it's so heavily reliant on figuring out what the Force is. Yeah. And, like, what that means to different people, if, if, if what this balance is for both Kylo and Rey. Exactly. So, so anything, anything last thing you... Any last words you, that you want to say about Resistance, about anything? Uh, I just, like, am looking forward to, like, getting to know these characters and to for little kids to love these characters, for little kids to realize that, like, you know, especially, like, I feel like, you know, with Clone Wars and Rebels, the Jedi have sort of been used as a crutch to have people interested. I want people to be interested in, like, sort of like we had with Rogue One, which is, like, super popular, mm-hmm. like, a lot of people's favorite Star Wars movie, get people invested in these, like, regular, quote-unquote, regular people in mm-hmm. um, Resistance and show how they can be extraordinary. Like I said, like, Hera and Sabine are my, and a lot of other people's favorite characters from Rebels. Mm-hmm. We don't have to, like, I love, I love the Force. I love Jedi in general, but I want them, you know, it's like quality over quantity, guys. Mm-hmm. And I am so looking forward to getting to know Kazuda and his uh, gang and his friends and for like awesome pilot stuff, I, and I think again, I think the animation looks great. I think like I really love the vibe we're getting from the trailer. I'm looking forward to cameos again. The cameos that make sense. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward. And also Baldo. <laughs> also Baldo. Just gotta squeeze it in one more time. Yeah, squeezing. Just gotta keep up the propaganda. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, guys, we're gonna wrap up that for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Who Talks First. I'm CT, and if you would like to. Plug yourself. Yeah. Go. Yeah, let me plug my shit. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Swarz Seawalker. That's S-W-A-R-Z Seawalker. Like the sea, the ocean. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, you can find my other podcasts. Uh, I am a co-host of Beltway Banthas, a Star Wars and Politics podcast. We talk about all the intersections like uh, you can think of between those two topics. I am also uh, newly a co-host of The Flash Podcast, uh, which uh, reviews every single episode of The Flash uh, TV series on The CW. And uh, we're in our summer season right now. We're doing reviews of all of the characters in season four and where we want to see them in season five. If you're a fan of The Flash TV show, like you should check us out there. And uh, I'm also uh, write blogs. I'm also that. I also uh, write blogs uh, for my friends at the But Why Though podcast um, blog. Uh, you can find all that at But Why Though PC on Twitter, and um, and please check out hashtag SWRepMatters, like Star Wars representation matters. You know the campaign to push for more diversity and inclusion in the Star Wars universe. Woo! Awesome. Thanks again for listening, and tune in next time. Bye. Bye.